Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 66 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a Black perspective. We're very glad you are joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Global Creative Community Branding and Marketing Academy. We offer branding and marketing services to independent authors and creative professionals like us, including valuable ebooks, online training, and small group and one-on-one coaching. You can find out more with the link and QR code in the show notes. Keith and I have also published several fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, and nonfiction books. Very soon, we're opening a Shopify website where you can preview and purchase our books outside of Amazon. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Good to be here again. This week, we're going to discuss what we think are the top five news stories, as hard as it is to choose just five. But before we start, we want to wish all military members who have served, still living or passed on, a happy Veterans Day. We thank you for your service. The most troubling ongoing news this week is that in six days, on November 17th, 2023, we are facing yet another unnecessary, almost total government shutdown, just before the Thanksgiving holiday. Only the House of Representatives can pass the bill necessary to keep the government open, but they don't want to. Any bills they've put forth so far have had so many additional poison pills, such as deep cuts to social programs in government offices and officials, the MAGA Republicans don't like. They don't care who they will hurt. And if the new Speaker of the House dares to work with Democrats to pass a government funding bill, he could suffer the same fate as his predecessor, Kevin McCarthy. (sighs) Okay, on to Monday. On Sunday, a, a poll by the New York Times came out purporting to show that in 2024... Trump would beat President Biden in five of the six so-called battleground states. Even though there was a full year before the election, Democrats went crazy with the rending of garments and gnashing of teeth. 54-year-old Dean Phillips, a Democratic congressman from Minnesota, has already declared his candidacy for president, primarily claiming that Biden is too old. Most surprisingly, David Axelrod, a Democratic strategist during the Obama administration, has called for Biden to step aside and let someone else run. But then in the very next sentence, Axelrod admitted that it's a little late to change horses and that Biden is resolved to win. Now, our feelings about Biden running, we here in this house and on We Are Speaking, we are riding with Biden, riding with Biden. We are working as hard as we can to reelect President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris in 2024, and especially talking to people who, for some reason, might think that Biden is not doing a good job when he's done a better job than almost any president in the modern era. When he came in, COVID was raging, and he made sure that everybody got 
vaccinated. And then, of course, the economy was was in trouble because of COVID. And he he brought us out of the COVID bad economy to the best economy in the world. I say that again, the best economy in the world. All of the other countries, especially the G7 countries, have 20 percent inflation and all kinds of problems. Our inflation has gone down to about 4%. Unemployment has gone down to like 3%. And so many programs are helping people. Oh, oh, and student loans. Student loans, even though the Supreme Court and the Republicans tried to, to uh, uh, decimate the student loan forgiveness program, Biden found ways around that. And tens of thousands of people are getting relief for their student right. loans. Not as many as he originally wanted. But Not still as many won't. as he wanted, but he's working towards that mm-hmm. and working around mm-hmm. those people who don't want to give student loan forgiveness. Meanwhile, the people who are fighting against student loan forgiveness, those many of those same people got PPP loans that were fully forgiven. And and we're not talking about PPP loans of $10,000 $10, or $20,000, which is all that um, these student loans for, can be forgiven, either $10,000 or $20,000. We're talking about hundreds of thousands, and in some cases, millions of dollars. They didn't have to pay back a penny. Okay, and oh, and the other thing that Biden has done, he has submitted, and the Senate has has approved more judges, over 150 judges on to the federal bench, including 100 judges of color, and most of the uh, judges of who are people of color, and most of them are women, and not to mention, of course, Associate Justice Katanji Brown. Katanji Brown. Um, as the first black uh, woman, the first black woman Supreme Court justice, and things like working on the climate, working on EV, working with the unions, and all of that. And people say, "Well, my gas is still high. Your gas is not high." Remember when gas was five dollars? And in a couple of places in the country, it is. We were in California. We were and shocked. it was five. Was we six, were shocked yeah. to see five and six dollars a gallon gas. But overall, well, I think it's also in terms of what's being reported. And I think unless you really is one of those don't believe anything you read, you want to see all the accomplishments for the president. You can just go to whitehouse.gov slash the record. Right. Um, and everything that he's, all the things that, he, that, 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 that the Biden-Harris administration accomplished are there. And it is lengthy. They, right. I mean, the amount of things that they have accomplished. But the problem becomes, and this is something that we have discussed before, and I know we need to move on just a second, but the thing we've discussed before is that People that don't know what he's accomplished because people only know what they're reading and what they're hearing, and what and so much is being time is being spent on 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 Trump and on right. all limits. Mm-hmm. And some of it, I'm not as a resident journalist. I I understand you cannot ignore right. all things that he's going through and everything. But to do that at the expense of all the stuff that's being accomplished, as if people don't know, and and that is just unforgivable. Right. I mean, right. to, to, and I I'm, I really amazed at David Axelrod for him to say that, but right. I tried to get right. that in there. But I project. All that and say that he needs to step aside is insane. I mean, but as it gets closer, because as we, we've said before, this is way too far out to, to right, be where I'm right, right. As it gets, once that division line is pointed and, and the, it had the elections, the election this year made it stark. The difference between the Biden Harris and the Democrats and the Republicans. Right. And people say, and like, and I heard someone else say, but even MSNBC, people do vote issues and they do make the connection. Right. They say it with abortion. 
other issues, they say, if we go with this guy, right. this is what happens. Right. If we go right. with Biden-Harris, this is what happens. And it could not be clearer. Right. And speaking of Vice President Harris, the media, and especially the right-wing media, have just dogged her and dogged her and dogged her without realizing how, not only how hard she works, but how effective she is in talking to all different kinds of demographics. And I remember discussing with someone a little while ago when Barack chose Joe as his vice president, Joe gave up his white male privilege to be number two to a black man. But on the other hand, Joe could go to places and say things that Barack could not, being the black first black president. It's now the same thing. Kamala can go to places and talk to people that Joe cannot, not as effectively anyway. And the number one thing I talk about is, is the abortion issue. Joe being a very devout Catholic, he can barely get the word abortion out of his mouth. But Kamala will, will go there because Joe believes in choice. And, and so not, not, not necessarily, you know, abortion itself, but in choice, it, it, he says, it's not my business to tell somebody else what to do, but he can't get the word out of his mouth. Kamala's a woman. And Kamala is a woman. Kamala is a black woman. Kamala is a former prosecutor. Right. And she can go places and say things in a way that Joe cannot, just right. the way Joe was able to do for Barack. Right. So we need to move on, but we're going to be talking about okay. this and talking about this and talking about Oh, yeah. And we need to talk about all the mm-hmm. way up to the mm-hmm. date. And then uh, on Tuesday... Uh, turning back the clock just a little bit to what's coming up now. In 2019, yet another innocent black boy was murdered after being stopped by police under suspicious circumstances. This happened while mild-mannered Elijah... I forgot to put it. I forgot his last name. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. A young boy who played his violin he for dogs. I, I need to interrupt because I he he was actually like twenty three, so he wasn't really a boy. He was a okay. young man. Okay, who played his violin for dogs in an animal shelter in his free time was just walking home in Aurora, Colorado on Tuesday. The second of three officers accused of criminally negligent, negligent homicide was acquitted. An investigation. Was found. Yeah, the, the, a separate investigation. Okay, because any okay, okay. A, a separate investigation found that the Aurora, Aurora Police Department was racially biased against black people, and this is something I can talk about because Aurora is a suburb of Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. and where you were born, uh, yeah, and I was raised. born and raised. Yeah, and Aurora has basically become because Denver has become not as bad as California or the East Coast, mm-hmm. but it's become extremely. High high cost of living, right, uh, right. homes, right. home wise. You know, mm-hmm. cost of homes are extremely high, and 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 so Denver is overwhelmingly white. Denver, Denver is about close, to, almost close to ninety percent white. Wow, you know, wow. Denver, I mean, the, to blacks, not not quite that high, but black percentage point is about the same as it was when I was a kid. It's about twelve percent black. Mm-hmm. Of course, the percentage of of Hispanic has is, is, is grown, mm-hmm. particularly in North Denver, not North Denver. I'm sorry, Southwest Denver, South Denver. But there, so you're talking, but the overwhelming majority of people there are white. But in Aurora, what you have is where all black people have moved to Aurora right. now. And that's been going on since I was a kid. More and more moved as it got, became too costly to live in Denver and moved to Aurora. Also, we have a high, large Somali population. Mm-hmm. They live in Aurora. Right. So what, so the, so the police there and, you know, and in Denver, you know, have been, Denver's had a, his, uh, people don't know this. It's not, once again, it goes under the radar because it's Denver. Right. It's not LA and it's not Chicago where it's notorious, but it's, but they've had problems for a long time. And they, and one problem, but they just recently had to make a settlement, multi-million mm-hmm. dollar settlement, it's four, I believe it's $14 million settlement with the, uh, the protesters, uh, from, the, from, from the George Floyd, the, right, uh, you know, right. because they, yeah, fourteen million dollars in mm-hmm. land, landmark case against Denver police because of their activities against protesters in Denver. Right, and uh, there have been other issues. There have been other stories over the years of things that have happened. There was a, a case in two thousand four, I believe it was, 
I'm sorry. No, they did. Denver also found violated the rights of black boys and disabilities. So that that was found recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what happened, and then and and involved a kid because what they did was they overwhelmingly placed young boys in in special treatment that didn't need it. Right. You, you know, social education. Social education, and these, so they found they found that this was you know long violation. Just there's just for example, they failed to ensure. The, the school, the Denver school district, uh, mm-hmm. failed to ensure black male students in effective need centers were educated to the maximum extent possible with non-disabled peers, et cetera. And, and, so, and, and, and piggybacking on that, 50 years ago, when I first mm-hmm. started teaching, it was a primarily white school and mm-hmm. the school social worker was black. And she stayed several years past when she could have retired for that very reason, mm-hmm. to make sure that the black students and especially the black boys mm-hmm. were not right. unfairly treated and unfairly put in special education right. classes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that, and, and that this is was so 50 years so ago. Point, right. And that's, and that's the thing that happens. And then, in Denver, I always joke that Denver's like the the the, the visual, the negative of Detroit. Detroit right. has very few whites, almost eighty percent black, over eighty percent black, and Denver's almost the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And and but Denver is just like people joke that and actually Ann Arbor is like fake left hand right. <laughs> Denver's the same because Denver's had a you know Hispanic mayor Federico Pena. I was there right. when he's doing mm-hmm. you know then Wellington Webb, a black mayor mm-hmm. uh, who did very well. My mother campaigned for Wellington Webb. They're mm-hmm. both very effective mayors. So people look at that and they say, wow, well Denver must really be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Progressive. As a matter of fact, well, we had a black mayor in Ann Arbor for a long, long time. time. And Wellington Webb, matter of fact, when Wellington Webb won, right? Mm-hmm. And when Wellington Webb won the election, matter of fact, the two top candidates, Norm Rice, was second place, mm-hmm. and he was a black man. He was wow. a black lawyer. The mm-hmm. third place candidate was a rich white man. Wow. And this is in Denver, so people look at that, but they don't mm-hmm. understand the there. There's a always been undercurrent of, of of racism in Denver because of the of the white white privilege in Denver that exists right, and right. the police have exhibited that you know any number of times and so that's what I think happened in this case and you see that so it's it's just and so I think the 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 point to be made there we're moving on I think is just that Cities like Denver, other ones, all have problems as anywhere else, mm-hmm. and the same types of problems for the same types of reasons. Right, right. People who people who are non-white, people who are oppressed, because they also have have had complaints about treatment of homeless right. by police in 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 Denver. Mm-hmm. But the the places that got the get the attention too often, especially now with lower news coverage being so tight, you know, is that you you hear about. You know, the extreme cases. Right. The George Floyd case like that. And people look at that and then it brings more attention. But this goes on all kinds of places. You know, right. there's no oasis because racism is nationwide and the conditions that give, uh, allow people in authority and, and police officers, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, to do this, those can, that to, to think they can do this without uh, without right. any 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 without any consequence, right, right. that's all over the place. Exactly, so that's exactly, yeah, that's what's exactly. on there. Yeah. And now a quick word from our sponsor. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens Three One Three Global Creative Community Branding and Marketing Academy. We offer branding and marketing services to independent authors and creative professionals just like us, including valuable eBooks, online training, and small group co- and one-on-one coaching. You can find out more with the link and QR code in the show notes. Keith and I have also published several fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, and nonfiction books. This this coming, well, hopefully this coming week, we're opening a Shopify website where you can preview and purchase our books outside of Amazon. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. 
And now back to the podcast, and we're going to do three days <laughs> in 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. This is yours. Okay. We're talking about Wednesday. On Wednesday, Democrats celebrated win- winning most of the elections and ballot initiatives on Tuesday, mostly because of the abortion issue. Democrat, Democratic and Republican voters in primarily red Ohio voted to enshrine women's reproductive rights into the state's constitution and also voted to legalize recreational marijuana. In Virginia, current Governor Glenn Youngkin suffered huge losses as the Democratic House retained its majority and the Senate flipped from Republican to Democrat. In very red Kentucky, the current Democratic governor, Andy Beshear, one of the most popular governors in the country, easily won re-election over his Republican opponent, the very conservative current Attorney General Daniel Cameron, who was endorsed by Trump. And as a matter of fact, just last Saturday, Trump was, was saying, Cameron, you're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. And uh, I endorse you. I endorse you. And he went down in flames. Yeah, he was saying we're going to win everything. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he always says that. But he had such a terrible he had such a terrible record of people that he endorsed losing losing also l- losers not only in Virginia but also in other in other states was Moms for Liberty. Okay, they lost almost every race. Say who Moms for Liberty? Okay, is. yeah, Moms for Liberty is a is a an organization that came that is, just came up just about two or three years ago, and their whole mission is to go to school libraries and public libraries. And have them take out books that they deem are unacceptable because they don't like books by marginalized people, by black people, other non-white people, and LGBT books. They, they, they think all of that is wrong. And so, because they think that they don't want anybody else to read them. And so they've been trying to get on school boards around the country and every race Every race that where they were up in last Tuesday, especially to get on school boards, they lost all but one of those races. So that's a great idea. And so the so ramifications for, for, for the Republicans and the Democrats on, on Wednesday, listening to the Republicans and listening to them on Fox News, they know they were really, really, they really, really lost on, on Tuesday. But yet and still, they are doubling down that's on the, the abortion issue. Rather than learning that they are not winning on the abortion issue, they're doubling down on it. And Republicans in both Ohio and in Michigan, where two years ago, we here in Michigan, by 57%, also voted to in, in, um, enshrine women's reproductive rights into our Constitution. Republicans are are trying to have lawsuits to roll back. What not the trying people, to have lawsuits. They're, they I mean, they're, 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 they're having lawsuits. They're trying to win lawsuits, <laughs> I should say. Uh, the Republicans in Ohio started that the day after the election. The Republicans in Michigan are doing the same thing, trying to roll back what the people voted and on. And also it's important to ignore. So the same thing is that happened. Well, just thought just, but basically they're, they're, they're threatening just not to follow the law. Right, right. Because, because mm-hmm. where was it? You know, North, I think it was North, North Dakota. Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota. And also in North Carolina where they were, um, the gerrymandering, right? Kick, kick was where where the where the Supreme Court ruled, right? Okay, that your gerrymandering was out of control. Right. They said we don't care, right? Well, this, not, this is a representative in North Dakota. Not only is he telling states that have that, that where they voted to have abortion into the constitution mm-hmm. to, to ignore that, but he also wants the states to run into their constitution that Jesus Christ is king, is king, right? And 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 that's who their state worships. Right. And see, that's the real threat. I mean, that but but the fact that now. They're they're in trouble because they, I believe it was it was it was Trump. Trump was Trump's sister's name, the one who has has since 
Trump's niece, I'm sorry. Oh, Trump, Mary Trump. Trump. Mary, Dr. Trump, Mary Trump. Dr. Mary Trump. What, what she was saying is that we, we, we're consider people, we, we, people are looking at what would happen and all the thing, all these stories about Trump will do what, do mm -hmm. if he is reelected, which we think is probably not likely. Right. But what we don't, aren't considering is what he and his followers will do if he's not. Right. Exactly. You exactly. Know, and exactly. you're, as a, because he's unhinged. Right. And they are unhinged. They are unhinged. And, and, and that's the real threat. Now, because when they, we're already, they're already previewing. They previewed it to January 6th and at all, when they're, and, and everywhere else where they've said, we don't care what the law says. Right. We right. Know, we're going, this is what we're going to do. And if we can't get it legally, we will do whatever else we need to do. That's what we really have to prepare for right. in terms of the fact that it's not enough. Just to, to, to because they they were trying to they filed oh, this over sixty lawsuits to say the Trump sixty two lawsuits that Trump won doesn't matter right yeah, so so that's it's not enough to stop them you have to be get ready for and a real the fight. amount of violence and the level of violence is only growing mm -hmm. also on Wednesday it was found that three secretaries of state offices in Georgia wow. Oregon and Washington State were were sent letters that had fentanyl in them fentanyl is deadly. It is deadly. And uh, they, they tried that a few years ago with anthrax, mm -hmm. but fentanyl is even more deadly than anthrax. Right. And Brad Raffenberger, Raffenberger, the Secretary of State of Georgia, he was begging people to stop this violence because, and he begged people before, after January 6th. This is years ago. And, no, couple, couple right, years ago. right after January 6th. Right, right. A couple years ago. Uh, yeah. um, that people are going to die and because of this violence. Right. And these are the people who are Trump supporters. Right. These are the MAGA Republicans. They are resorting to this kind of uh, violence where they will try to kill for not, not only just regular election workers like Ruby Moss and, Sh and, mm -hmm. and Shea Moss, but the whole Secretary of State. Secretaries of State are the election, are right. over the elections in all of the states. So they're just going to take out the whole oh. Secretary of State's office mm -hmm. if they don't do what they, they want them to do. do. Right. And then on Thursday, Thursday, after being on strike for 118 days, SAG-AFTRA, the union representing the striking actors, reached a tentative agreement with the Hollywood studios that are collectively worth $134 billion. billion. Mm -hmm. A SAG-AFTRA committee officially ended the strike at 12.01 a.m. on Thursday so that actors could get back to work. The proposed contract with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers includes pay increases, bonuses for streaming participation, increased pension and health plan contributions, and regulations on the use of artificial intelligence. Which was most important. Yeah, that was that was huge. And I think that what's important is is one in terms of uh, for creative people, it's, it's very very important mm -hmm. because creatives are, are always undervalued. You right. know, writers and everybody sees and, and this is we see the actors in terms because mm -hmm. that's one thing. And and a lot of the actors, I was really glad pointed this out. Right. The big name actors, right? Is that you know we know De Niro, we know Kevin Costner. There are a ton of actors who are nowhere near that near. level. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. who can't who aren't getting paid, who right. can't get paid. And and then so what gets happens once that with streaming and other things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that cuts into their income. Right. You know they can't survive. Right. They can't and, stay. And because people got Billy Porter last spring. Mm -hmm. When this when this first started, because both when, when the writers and the actors mm -hmm. were on strike simultaneously, mm -hmm. Billy Porter said, "I might have to put my house up for sale." Right. Be and, and people said, "What's wrong? You you got all this money?" No, I don't have all mm -hmm. this money. Just like you, if you lost your job, you'd have to put your house up for sale right. too. Right. And they exactly they 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 went once that once that job stops, right. The money stops. Mm -hmm. And the same thing and with people the don't writers, realize right? That. And and what is still a threat with a writer because the writers want their strike, which mm -hmm. is good, but writers' assistants right are are still having problems. Mm -hmm. Because again, because of streaming and other issues, the the the, the basic streams of income that they had are now being cut right. because they're not because what the what the studios are doing is they're saying that okay, you won the strike, 
But that doesn't mean we're increasing the budget. Mm -hmm, But that means mm -hmm. that they are now going to start decreasing the number of projects. Right, right. Because they're going to adjust. So, I mean, the number of movies you thought were coming out, the number of TV shows are going out, they Mm -hmm. cut all that back. Oh, yeah. And so so what happens... Well, they're still making their $134 Right, so so they don't change that. And so what happens, that affects how how many actors get hired, how many writers get hired. And and then all the people that support that. That's what I'm saying. Have you ever been to the movies and you look at the credits and, okay, there's the actors and there's like maybe... 15, 20 extra. Right. For the next five minutes, right. are all, all those these other actors, people right. who work get supported. on it. And mm-hmm. I was thinking with the and with the right with the writers like assistants, because it takes you know five, six years, or sometimes more, to get from a system to just a writer on a project. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 now streaming is cutting that out. Right. I mean, so so that's a, a real a real problem. But I want to say real quick before I move on. Also, what's important is we is keeping it in context of all the strikes that have happened. Exactly. Casino workers are still striking right now. Yeah, here in but, Detroit. Here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But we just won the UAW. Right. right. And you, and, and the UPS. Right. The UPS strike. So they, and they're not winning small. They're winning big. big and big. I think this also is 2024 because, right. again, these are the same issues that the Democrats are fighting for right. that they are winning. Right. And so they, they, so, and, and, and it's showing the mood of people. Right. But people are people are ready to fight. Right. You know, people exactly. are saying, forget exactly. it. I'm not going. Exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put down everything. And, go, mm-hmm. and, and for it to be across, across industries where right. they're willing to go and going into 2024, I think, is, is very exactly. good. Exactly. And our last one, mm-hmm. in our last few minutes, Friday, yesterday, Friday, November 10th. On Thursday, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia announced that he will not seek re-election in 2024. Speculation is, is that he was facing very serious competition from Republican Governor Jim Justice and others. And it would be very embarrassing if he lost an election. But on the other hand, he is a, a dino, a Democrat in name only, but he, st- but he still hopes that the Democrats right. hold their ma- ma- minority. But the further speculation is that Manchin may run for president as a third-party candidate under the No Labels Party. Also yesterday, on Thursday, 2016 Green Party presidential candidate Jill Stein also announced that she too plans to run for president again in 2024 and again under the um, Green Party. The Senate seat from West Virginia will most certainly go to a Republican, making it all the more difficult for the Democrats to retain or expand the Senate majority. But third party and independent candidates who can never win their presidential elections, but they still can be spoilers for major party candidates, especially Democrats. So we have to be very, very careful. And I read somewhere that unlike in 2016, this 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 election, we cannot ignore these third party candidates, the Democrats and maybe not Joe himself, but the people supporting Joe, Vice President Kamala Harris and some of the other speakers for the Democratic Party need to show these third party candidates for who and what they are. Um, number one, they will never win. Okay, all they do is take just enough away from people who can win and can get something done. And um, so, and, and I'm, I'm talking about Cornell West. I'm talking about Robert Kennedy Jr. It's, it, it's, it's embarrassing that he has the same name as his father. <laughs> and now Jill Stein. Jill Stein is 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 one of Putin's favorites. She has been to lunch with him in Russia, and. She, uh, more than anybody else, is responsible for Hillary losing just enough votes so that Trump won the Electoral College vote. And I have to keep reminding people, when people say Trump won 2016, he lost the popular vote. And it was just because of the way that stupid Electoral College does. 
is that, that he won the presidency. Right. So we have to remember that he, he lost in 2016, the popular vote, and he lost in 2020. So we have to be very careful in 2024 to watch the electoral college That's vote. a threat right there. If, right, if it was a popular vote, it wouldn't be a problem. Right, Because oh, right. electoral college is a problem. And I do want to say, although I agree thoroughly I mean, that, that Jill Stein and others, and if, if Manchin gets in, mm-hmm. we need to be cautious. But I do want to say, I, I don't want to completely throw, throw cold water on alternate parties because we have a two-party system. But people have a right to other choices. What I'm looking at more is that if people would pay more attention to the situation that we're in now, this is literally, I mean, where if we look, and I know we said it last time with Trump, but this, mm-hmm. this, but this is the same situation. We thought at that time that when Biden won, that, they, okay, good, we're done with Trump. Mm-hmm. Now it's gotten worse. Right. So you need to think of the fact that when you're waving your flag right. about my right to have a party, which you do. Mm-hmm. What you do, that's very, very important. But you also need to think about what's the, what's the point of the party? Is that the, the the country and everybody else? And if and if this is going to take the whole country down, down right. is it worth that to you? Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we've come to come mm-hmm. to our the end of our thirty minutes. It goes by fast, man. Mm-hmm. So that's all for this week. And a quick reminder that when you upgrade your Substack subscription to a paid level, you really help support us on a financial level. You will also benefit benefit us by visiting our website to see what we can offer you with our valuable products and services in the Branding and Marketing Academy. Click, check the show notes for links and QR codes. And thank you so much. And we will be back next week. Yep, see you next week. 